to another edition of Daily in the Word. I'm glad you're here with me today. My name is Rich Chassie. I am your host and teacher, and today we conclude our study of the book of Philippians. We will be in chapter 4, verses 10 through 23. That takes us right to the end, and I look forward to digging in with you today on a passage of scripture that's got a number of very familiar passages, very familiar verses, some that are sometimes taken out of context. And so we need to relearn the lesson. This is a lesson that we constantly need to teach ourselves and remind ourselves of, that we must view these passages of scripture in context. It plays a very big role in helping us to understand and not to misapply or to misunderstand what the author is saying. So we'll talk about that as we make our way through. But for now, let's go ahead and begin reading in Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 10. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord, that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts, What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Paul here addresses one of the main concerns as he writes this letter, and that is to provide a thank you note, if you will, a response for the gift that they had sent with Epaphroditus to meet his need. And this is not the first time that this Philippian church had sent to help Paul in his need. He says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it, not until they could send Epaphroditus with a financial gift. He says, I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. Guys, you've sent me enough. It's, it's plenty. And I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. 
He says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I know what it means to be well-fed or hungry, to have plenty or to be in want or in need. And he wants to make sure that they understand that Paul is not asking for more. He is simply saying, thank you for what you, what you have sent, and God will use it in my life, and God will bless you as a result of that. But it's interesting how Paul talks about this learning to be content. He said, I have learned, this is in verse 11, I have learned to be content whatever my circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty, but I've learned the secret. I've learned what it means to be content in any and every situation. Paul, in that way, sets an example for us to ourselves learn to be content. And we do that through the experiences of life. He said, I've been well-fed, I've been hungry, I've had plenty, I've been in want. And all of these experiences that he's lived through, and all you have to do is read through the book of Acts to see how much of the highs and the lows that Paul has been through in his life. And then he says in verse 13, I can do all of this. What is the All of this, it has to do with learning to be content in any and every situation. So it's not about making this ski jump. It's not about hitting a 400-yard drive. It's it's not about making some sort of fantastic uh, amount of money or sports accomplishment or However often this phrase, this sentence in verse 13 gets pulled out of context. I can do all this. I can be content in whatever circumstance I find myself through him, through Christ, who gives me the strength to be content, whatever it is I have or I don't have. He goes on, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of our acquaintance, Paul had gone into the city of Philippi and established the church there, and then he went on from there and eventually found his way into Thessalonica, and while he was there, he was in need. The church found out about that. They raised some money and sent it to Paul, and apparently they did that twice. Uh, when Paul was there in Thessalonica, and they continued to support Paul in his ministry, in his mission to travel the Mediterranean rim and plant churches and share the gospel. He says, "I, I want all of what you have given to be accredited to your account. It's not that I want more. It's that I want what you've already done to be credited to your account that you receive the credit for what you have done to support me. He said, I've received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus. And we saw Epaphroditus come up in chapter two. They sent their gifts and this message to Paul from Epaphroditus. And Paul says, this gift that you sent, it was a fragrant offering 
uh, an acceptable sacrifice that was pleasing to God. This is the language of the Old Testament talking about the offerings that were made at the temple. It also is used in the New Testament to describe the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, that it was a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, that it was also pleasing to God. And then in verse 19, another verse that sometimes gets pulled out of context, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. That statement is given as a promise, but it's given in the setting of the people it addresses as being generous. The Philippians were generous in their finances in support of the work of the ministry, in support of Paul's work in the ministry. And because of their generosity, Paul says about them and to them, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And now we come to the conclusion. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then the final greetings. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus, whoever was there with Paul, people who were able to visit him in his house arrest there in Rome, the brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. Certainly that would have been Timothy and others that they might have been familiar with. And then look at the statement in verse 22. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. It's why way back in chapter 1, Paul was talking about how his imprisonment in Rome, his house arrest in Rome, was serving God's purpose even more greatly than had Paul come to Rome of his own accord instead of in chains. So much so that there were people in Caesar's household who were sending their greetings back to the church at Philippi. And why? Because there were Christians in Caesar's household as a result of Paul's house arrest and Roman soldiers who were chained to him during this time. And don't you know, Paul was witnessing to them and sharing his faith with them and leading some to Christ. And so there were people in Caesar's own family, in Caesar's household that served in the Praetorian Guard. This was the elite soldiers who were kind of like our secret service, if you will. They protected Caesar. And there were people in that group who were getting saved and coming to faith in Christ and becoming part of the church there in Rome. And then he concludes, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Paul, it seems like, always focuses on the grace of the Lord, and he does that as he closes. And then he says, amen, so be it. Lord, thank you so much again for this passage of Scripture, for what it means to us that we would learn what it means to be content with what we have, to not focus on the things that we don't have. That's what the rest of the world does. But that we would focus on you and your goodness and your supply, what you have given us already, and that we would understand, Lord, that as we focus on you, that helps us to not be so desirous of having all these other material things along the way 
in our lives. So many of us are focused on the next thing, whatever that might be, that we think we need to be happy. And that can be financial things. It can be relational things. You know, Lord, find me a husband. I can't be happy until then. Or Lord, help me get out of this marriage. Or Lord, help me to get a different job. And and instead of learning to be content with what we have, instead of learning to be content with where we find ourselves in life and simply serving the Lord along the way, we're going to struggle with this idea of contentment and being content, being satisfied with what God has given us. So I pray that we would learn that it comes from your strength, Lord, that it comes from our relationship with you, that we can do this through Christ who gives us the strength to be content with what you have already given us. Lord, I pray that we would understand that God will meet our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God will meet our needs when we find ourselves to be generous to begin with, supporting the local church, giving to people who are in need, whatever that might look like, that we would, as a result of our own generosity, receive that extra measure of blessing from the Lord as a result. And Lord, may we be faithful in sharing our faith. It blows my mind, Lord, that these Roman soldiers and people of Caesar's household were coming to faith in Christ. (laughs) And it's because Paul was faithful to witness. Instead of complaining, Paul witnessed of his faith in Christ and people were getting saved as a result of that. May that be true for us. So Lord, again, we thank you. We thank you for this letter. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of studying it together. And we ask for your blessings on us as we depart. In Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening here on Daily in the Word. I do want to give you an update about where we're headed next. Unfortunately, I'm going to be having to take a break. Actually, for me, it's fortunately. Our daughter is getting ready to have a baby, and it looks like he's going to arrive a little sooner than we had thought. He's doing healthy, and everything is fine, but his birth date has been moved up, and our daughter will be induced. So I'm going to be away for a little while. We're going to postpone our start in the book of Genesis. That's still our plan. Our next season, season three, will start with the book of Genesis. It will have to just wait for a couple of weeks before we're able to get started with that. So I hope that you understand, and I hope that you rejoice with me in the arrival of a new grandson for us, and we're certainly looking forward to that. In the meantime, I pray that you find a way to get into the Word of God for yourself on a daily basis, whatever that might mean for you, whatever particular book of the Bible that you want to take the next couple weeks to go through. It might be another one of the shorter uh, letters from Paul that he wrote, something about four or six chapters long, and there's a number of those, or the book of James or First Peter, something along those lines that you would be able to 
just take it little portions by little portions uh, each day, and then in a matter of a couple weeks or so, you will have completed another study. We look forward to digging into the book of Genesis. Genesis is so rich. There's so much good content there. There is so much that is foundational for us to understanding all of the rest of scriptures and understanding God's plan for the ages. And so I pray that uh, you'll come back and join us as we get started with that. So look forward to that announcement here in the uh, next couple of weeks uh, when we come back from our trip to see our new grandson. And looking forward to that, looking forward to being back with you as well. So I hope that you have a great day today, and I hope that you have a great number of days here as uh, we'll be apart for the next couple of weeks or so. But I do look forward to being with you again. And until then, have a great day. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Daily in the Word.